Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Everyone say hoped for. That means you don't have it yet. I didn't say you don't have it. I said you don't have it yet. The evidence of things not seen. Everyone say evidence. Hope and evidence. That's what faith is. For by it, what? Faith. The elders obtained a good report. That means you can't just take the beginning of the story. You got to take the whole story. That's the good report. And by faith, they obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. You and I live in a world where everything we see was made by something that we see. Your clothes were made by cotton or some sort of material, wool. You see the wool on the sheep's back, and it's amazing they can take that and turn it into clothes. Amen? But, but the Lord won up to us. He took nothing and made something. The things which are seen were not made of things which do appear, but they were made by the word of God. Now here's a, here's a, a, a scripture that we need to consider today and how important it is. But without faith, it is impossible. Everyone say impossible. That word means unable to be done. You can't do it. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What's the reward? Whatever you hope for. The evidence of things not seen. Turning nothing into something. That's what faith does. But without faith, you can't please God. I know we put on our best. We're here on Sunday morning. But if we came without faith, if we sit here without faith, I don't care how good we sing, how much we clap, how good the preaching is, it doesn't matter. We can't please God. But you show me somebody that's got just a little bit of faith. They can please God. They may cannot carry a tune in a bucket. Amen. But their worship and their praise and their belief pleases God. Praise God. I want to talk to us the fine line between faith and foolishness. The fine line between faith and foolishness. Amen. I'm going to, you can be seated. I'm just going to, some of you guys like illustrations. So I went and got some fishing line. It's a fine line, isn't it? Can you wrap that around there and tie it? Now, if you run around here today, be careful of that line. We don't want you tripping. 
Can you see it? It's just got a little sheen and shine to it. It's a fine line, very small line. Matter of fact, if you didn't see me stretch it across there, you may not have noticed it. Not paying attention to it. You know, it's kind of like that feeling on the end of the diving board. You ever been there? Some of you don't want to admit it, but you were there. And you got your, for the first time, you're standing there and that, that little board feels so safe. And that water looks so far away. But there's a fine line between you and jumping. Between you and taking the plunge. And I'm just going to challenge you right off the bat today. Some of you are standing at a fine line. Between the safety and security of the foolishness of your reasoning and you're one leap away from crossing that line. The thing that separates any of us from a great, powerful testimony and a manifestation of what God can do in our lives is a simple step across that line between faith and foolishness. You see, it's faith, faith when it works and it's foolishness when you think it doesn't work. Faith and foolishness are separated by an ever so slight barrier. Nothing great has ever been accomplished in life or especially walking with God without taking a risk or exercising, I said exercising faith. Faith without works is dead. That means faith that's sitting on the couch will get nothing done. But the moment you get faith out and you begin to exercise it, it begins to accomplish and manifest in ways that we can only imagine. Faith and foolishness are separated by this slight line. And, and if we want something great to happen in our lives, we must understand that uh, we're going to have to stretch ourselves. Exercising your faith will always land on the side of foolishness. Exercising your faith will always land on the side of foolishness to your human reasoning. Faith will always stretch you across the line of comfort in order to be effective. You see, it was foolish for Peter to be sitting in a storm in a boat, the only thing that was tangible out on that rocking, wave-filled sea with the wind blasting in his face. Uh, amen. And he saw Jesus. He saw a spirit walking on the water. And uh, he said, Jesus, is that you? He says, if it's you, bid me come. And the Lord said, come. And so Peter had a decision to make at that moment. He could stay inside the boat with his feet on wood plank, uh, or he could say, you know what? Uh, I'm safe here. But it, it seems really foolish for me to step out onto water, out onto the unknown when I, I can sit here in the known and at least ride it out. 
But he said, I'm going to risk it. I'm going to step out of this known thing and I'm going to step across that invisible line, amen, and put my feet on water and hope for the best. You see, Peter had no precedent that a man had ever walked on water. All he had seen is Jesus just a few seconds earlier coming toward the boat and something clicked in his mind. If Jesus can do it, I believe that I can do it too. Can I tell somebody today, if the word of God says it, you can do it. If somebody else has experienced it, it's for you too. Because if he's done it once, he can do it again. And if he can do it again, he can do it another time. It's not based on God's ability. It's based on our faith. It's foolish for him to get out of the boat until he begin to walk on water. And now it's something we preach about as great faith. It's foolish for the Hebrew boys to stand up to Nebuchadnezzar and be thrown in the fiery furnace. It was foolish to stand up to the king and say, uh, we've considered the matter and we have our answer. We are not going to bow to your image. We're not going to bow. We're going to stand for our God. Amen. They had stepped from foolishness, uh, which is why would you make that kind of declaration to the king who has the power to take your life? Be much easier to kind of just take a couple steps back and blend into the crowd. But they didn't do that. Amen. They said, you know what? We're going to take a step forward. We're going to take a step, uh, amen, and cross the line into faith and say, amen, we're not going to be timid to answer you, king. We're, we've made our decision. We're going to live for God, and he's going to deliver us out of that fiery furnace. That's what they said. And this is where their real radical faith came. But if he does not, we're still going to stand on the side of radical faith. I'm still going to believe that God could deliver me even if he chooses not to deliver me because I've stepped across from, it was a foolish step in the natural, but it was filled with faith. It was foolish for Noah I'm just going to go down through the word of God a little bit. Your Bible's filled with, amen, people that it was foolish for them to make the step that they did, but when they did it, it was counted to them as great faith. Noah, foolish. Why would you spend approximately 100 years of your life building a boat when it's never rained? See, it was foolish for him to do that. But it was considered great faith when the animals began to come and start walking toward this boat. It was great faith when the rain started coming out of the sky that it had never done that before. Amen. It was great faith on Noah's part because he said, God, it's uh, never happened before, but I'm going to trust you and I'm going to step out in faith that what you said is true and I'm going to prepare an ark for me and my family and anyone else. Uh, but you know who got on the ark? It was Noah and his faith uh, and his family. Amen. Noah prepared an ark for him and his family and the only people that were saved were Noah and his family because Noah took a radical step of faith. Amen. 
I don't know about you, try this today when you sit down at lunch. It was pretty foolish for them to think that five loaves and two fish. Try it with your family of five. But he's got 5,000 people, men, not including women and children. They, you've heard this before, but it's a safe estimate to say that there were close to 20,000 people that ate that day. But 5,000 men, and he took these five loaves and two fish. It was foolishness to think, amen, that, that such a small thing, amen, could do such a great work, amen. But by itself, it was foolishness to think, well, we got a sack lunch with five loaves and uh, barley loaves. They weren't like, you know, giant Texas toast. They were just barley loaves for lunch that day for that little boy, amen, and, and five, uh, five loaves and two fish. And, and he took that and he said, here, try this. Uh, and, and the disciples sort of mocked or kind of looked at each other like, yeah, what's this going to do? This is foolish. Uh, until, amen, until it landed in the hands of Jesus. And, and when it crossed that invisible line of foolishness into faith, uh, amen, Jesus blessed it and he began to break it and multiply it. And he put it in the hands of the disciples and it began to multiply in their hands. And before you know it, uh, every one on the hillside was fed 20,000 people and then at the end just to prove a point the Lord said now go collect the fragments and they collected 12 baskets full of fragments uh, amen I'm telling you today that when you cross the line from foolishness foolishness to faith uh, great things can happen you might think all I've got's five loaves and two fish uh, but God says trust me with it step out and give it to me take a step of faith and watch what I can do with it You know, the Word of God is just filled with powerful, powerful stories. It's foolish to think that Naaman would go dip seven times in the Jordan River. Not the Pool of Siloam. The Jordan, a muddy river, an irrigation river that watered farm fields and it was a, it was always stained because of the constant runoff and flow into this lower region and valley it was a dirty river and actually he was very put out that the lord uh, the prophet would say to him go dip uh, amen but that's uh, he said if you want to get uh, your healing amen if you want uh, that leprosy gone bad enough amen you won't care where i go ask you to dip amen if you want to get something from god bad enough you won't uh, you won't question uh, amen, the act of foolishness that he's asking you to take. Uh, it may be something that puts you on the line. It may be something that makes you uncomfortable. But there's a fine line of staying on this side in the area where you think, well, that's foolish. I'm never going to do that. Uh, I wouldn't dare put my, uh, you know, embarrass myself like that. Uh, I'll just keep my leprosy. And the Lord says, it's foolish for you to, to keep your leprosy because all you've got to do is take. It's 18 steps from those doors to this altar. 18. Everyone say 18. But you don't have to take 18 today. You just have to take one. You just have to, you just have to cross over 
from what seems foolish to you into what is filled with faith because without faith, it's impossible to please him. Without faith, you don't get a miracle. Without faith, you can't receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Without faith, you can't access the blood of Jesus to wash away your sins. You must first believe that he is and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you want saved today, it's going to require faith on your part. It's going to require faith on every person's part to get something from God that you want from him. But oh, for those that have great great faith uh, that says, you know what, uh, it may seem foolish for me, amen, to do what I'm about to do. All right. You've been in those services where some wacko goes nuts. And all of us sophisticated people go without. But you know who gets their answer? The wacko person that responds to the word of God. What is that? That's faith. That's manifest in the word of God. Something clicks and says, you know what? I believe that just enough to take a step, uh, amen, into faith uh, and to change my behavior if I need to. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've been in those services where the Lord will speak something into your spirit and you're trying to sit there for a half hour reasoning with God. Well, Lord, you know I don't really have it. You know I just don't, I don't know if that was you or not, so I'm going to err on the side of caution. The Lord's so impressed with us. You just go ahead and have what you've always had because you're not willing to do something you've never done. But if somebody will say, you know what, I, I, I just believe God. I, I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know how he's going to work it out. But, but I just believe God. I just, I, I, just, uh, I just know that God's in control. I just, I just know that he's not going to leave. He done crossed the line. The line's down. Amen. Somebody can come and get what you want from the Lord. That's all right. We got room in the service for somebody that's got some radical faith uh, that says, you know what? I'm stepping over. I'm coming on out. Uh, amen. It's foolishness, I know, to believe God. It's foolishness in my flesh. Uh, but, oh, I believe God's word is true, and I believe he will not. Uh... Come on. You may look like. Peter stepping out of that boat this morning. But I promise you, if you'll get one foot on the water, you'll get two feet on the water, and God will let you walk to him and do something you've never done before. Come on, somebody dip in the Jordan today. Dip in the Jordan today. It doesn't seem conventional. It doesn't make sense. You may be feel foolish, but God says, if you'll dip, uh, I'll heal. If you'll dip, I'll heal. If you'll obey my word, I'll come through for you. Oh, yes. Seems foolish to give your last cake away to the prophet. It's the only thing between you and death for your son. She crossed the line and gave it away at the word of the Lord, and it was only foolish until she went back to the cruise of oil. It was only foolish till she dipped back into that barrel of meal.